Well, hi there. Thank you for joining me for Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And this episode was requested by a listener. And when I posted a challenge on, or actually not a challenge, a giveaway on Instagram at Coach Vicki Baird, if you want to follow me over there, I do this occasionally, in which I gave away a session for your amazing ideas of what you'd like to hear on this podcast. And one of the one of the requests was ghosts. And I'm just going to f- kind of freestyle this one. I haven't written anything down, but you know what? I have 51 years of experience, even though I probably don't remember the first 10 years of it, that I thought, well, let me just roll through this and we'll see where it goes. And um, if you have any other questions afterwards, you can always email info at VickiBaird.com or I'm at Coach Vicki Baird on all the platforms. Just join TikTok. Oh, Lord help all of us on this one because <laughs> there could be some goofy stuff that shows up on there. Uh, my goal is to be consistent like everything else in life. Consistency matters, um, not necessarily the speed at which we're moving, but the consistency. So ghosts. This is going to be my take, my experience of having communicated with them for the majority of my life, as well as some clarification around the, I don't know if we'd call them categories, but I'm going to. So I don't consider those who have crossed, and all of us will, so we better lighten up about that process. I do not consider those who have crossed to be ghosts. So when you croak, and yes, there really is a tunnel. And yes, there is a bright white light. Oh, it's so pretty. Um, that does not make you a ghost simply because you've exited your physical body and your soul has gone on to what's called the astral plane or the astral realm. As long as you've crossed through and complete the process, uh, which I don't even, I, you can't quantify it, but let's just say, all but a very small number do, that does not make you a ghost. That makes you someone in the non-physical. That makes you someone without a body and yet your soul exists because our soul is eternal. So if your grandfather has passed, he is not a ghost. He may visit. Um, he may show himself to you. He may mess with things in your house. That does not make him a ghost. A ghost is an energy that has not fully crossed into the light, into that soul, non-physical, eternal energy. A ghost is one which remains caught between the realms. They're also called earthbound spirits, um, disembodied voices. I've heard that one, disembodied spirits, rather. I've heard that one before, too. And to me, it's kind of sad because they remind me of like that little kid who's lost at the grocery store and is just panicking because he can't find his parents. And that's how I feel towards them. Now, having said that, they can be giant pains in the arse. They can absolutely mess with the energy that's in a home or a business or a hospital uh, medical setting. And the reason is When someone becomes an earthbound spirit, it's literally that. They're more connected to the earth and afraid to cross all the way, afraid to let go and to trust the process that most of us have done hundreds of times between lifetimes. But 
sometimes that's too scary for a soul and they hang on and their physical body has crossed, but their soul is in this kind of limbo state. And it can sometimes happen because of a very quick passing. Um, sometimes it can happen for those who choose to um, release the physical part through suicide um, or through drug overdose, even if it wasn't intentional. And sometimes it can happen to kids, um, although that's very, very rare. I have seen many cases of this because I happen to be able to tap into that realm. It's not a place that I suggest anyone be. And as a matter of fact, I will not teach anyone to be there. If someone's experiencing it because of their own wiring, I will help them navigate that and to not be bothered by it. But I will not teach ever a mediumship class. It just will not happen. I really believe that we all connect with those who have crossed, but some of us were probably talking on the other side. At like, I, I know I was talking. I know I was talking to the person or the soul behind me or in front of me getting ready to come in. And I just said, yeah, 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 whatever. Just put it on my plate and I'm happy to communicate with it, <laughs> which is also probably why I have a good gift of gab now that I think about it. So when a soul goes through this process, something has scared them about crossing and the, that's why I find it sad because it's such a beautiful process. It's such a lovely experience that no, we don't remember all that much, but if you're ever with someone who is completing their contract here in the physical and they're crossing, pay attention to the energy in the room. Pay attention to the beautiful things if they're still able to be verbal that they're sharing because this whole leaving our bodies and going into the eternal which just means you come back in another lifetime later on. I'm not saying that you're in this vastness, eternalness without interaction. But what happens sometimes with these beings who get scared is they'd much rather stay connected to the earth realm without their body. And I don't think this is a conscious thing. I think it's just a matter of kind of missing your bus. Um, and, and not to make it too rudimentary, but that's what it feels like to me a lot of the times with the ones that I've connected with. And if you've ever seen the show Ghost Whisperer, with the exception of the fact that Hollywood is absolutely going to make someone's face look like it's been ripped off if they've been in an accident and stuff, they don't appear to you like that. Um, that show was really accurate. And I really believe it's because James Van Prague was behind it, giving some advice and talking about how it really is. And by the way, if there's any show out there that needs some help, I'm here. Um, be and I've always loved that show because it came on when I was trying to figure out what I was picking up on and what was happening in the <laughs> voices and stuff that I couldn't hear. And was I truly having a mental breakdown? There was a lot of stress at that time. It was entirely possible. So these souls, the earthbound spirits, aren't necessarily saying, oh, geez, I'd like to stay connected to my body. They're more afraid to cross because maybe they've been fed the line that there will be judgment. There is no judgment. There is accountability because you are the only one watching your movie when you cross. You are the only one to look at it and decide, oof, probably could have done a little bit better there, Vic, um, next lifetime. You're the only one doing that. There is no committee. There is no source, no God, no energy that's saying, shame on you, you did this wrong. 
Um, I think we could do a better job of it in our human self, not of shaming, but of accountability. So a lot of the times, though, these souls have been told that, and there's a fear of, quote unquote, getting in trouble and eternal purgatory or whatever is taught. I have no religious background. So whatever the messages are, I can only go by those I have connected with. And most of the time, it's that fear that has them slamming on the brakes and not progressing all the way through this humongous tunnel for any of you that might have a little bit of a issue, an issue with tunnels or claustrophobia. It doesn't feel like a physical tunnel. So the soul who's afraid to cross decides I'm better off here on some you know, subconscious level and decides not to go. And then, but then what happens is, and this is why it's sad to me, is they literally live like a Groundhog Day movie and that it's the same thing every day over and over again. And hey, we can kind of appreciate that having gone through this last year and a half of COVID, can't we? Uh, that the same thing day in, day out and feeling somewhat trapped in where you are. So one of the things, once I realized who I was connecting with and what was happening, um, one of the things that I've developed is I will literally, when I'm in contact with uh, someone who trusts me enough to stick around because they do pop in and out, um, I will have that conversation of what are you looking for? Like what's not complete for you or what happened? Why'd you do a U-turn? And then while I'm doing that, I will boost up the energy and create what I what I consider the white light of crossing, that vibration, that frequency that guides our um, our knowing system to go to the next place. Now, listen, I don't have all the answers. I have many questions when I cross. I kind of feel for the souls that will greet me because I'll be like, yep, I'm going to go do my life review because I know that's part of this process, but I have questions. Uh, <laughs> so going on my best experience over consciously the last 21 years, but then memory from childhood and those experiences um, this process of creating bright white light. And I use the image of the, the lights that are at the local airport here. I'm only a couple roads over from it. And when it's really foggy, they have those big kind of like searchlights is what they feel like to me. But, and I know they're letting the planes know where to land, but that's what I'll do is I'll create such a white circle area high, high vibration. And that mimics what it's like for our soul to cross. And it has a, an, a knowing of how to do this process. We don't have to do it in a thinking state. Thank goodness. Or there would be way more earthbound spirits walking around. So what I will do is when I'm communicating with them and asking them what's the matter and what do they miss or who would they like to connect with, I'm filling this space with white light. And at some point, with the exception of one <laughs> energy that I could not get to cross, he was stubborn. And you know what? I kind of respect that. He was not, he had a good gig and he was not leaving. So most of them at some point 
will, and I do see them, so this is easier than if you're someone who feels or hears. So it, it it's helpful, right, to be able to have that visual, but it's not necessary. You can feel with your heart to see how they're feeling, what they're giving off, so to speak. And I will keep doing this until I feel a softening and a, there's a sweetness that happens that allows them to cross. Now, I don't have any special abilities in this capacity. You've heard these shows before. Hopefully, if not, hey, welcome. Um, we all have an ability to feel, perceive, and transmit and use energy. We just have to learn how to do it. And we have to learn how to do it in an uplifting way and in a respectful way. Do not let me find out that you are not using it in a respectful way. No one wants to hear from who my friends call Mama Vicky. So after creating this light, there's a knowing within the soul or the earthbound spirit that I'm talking to. And it's like I become immaterial to them. They just don't care that I'm there anymore because there's this magnet that's pulling them to the next part of their journey. And I love that. I was just very grateful to be part of the process. So if someone says they have ghost activity in their home, there are some questions that I will ask. Like, what is the activity? If it's your TV going on and off or you're being woken up at the same time every morning and looking at the clock, well, that's not a ghost. That's a spirit. You have a visitor. You have someone in the non-physical who has no concept of time. Um, and also between 2.30 and 5 a.m. for us is because we're the furthest from, and it, it's the lowest magnetic pole and the sun's down and it's just easier for them to come through. And when you're asleep, you enter the astral realm, which is where we go when we croak. And so do those who are earthbound. They just are on a, a lower frequency of the astral realm. Think of it as having several floors in a building and they inhabit the lower floor. And the process of understanding this is helpful because it can also turn down the fear. And while I do still jump out of my skin a couple times a week. Um, but I have always said to them, just let me feel you first before I see you. You know, I, I live alone. <laughs> it can be a little disconcerting to come around the corner and have an energy standing there. And at first, my human head does not know that that is a non-physical being. It reads it as a um, full human in my condo. <laughs> and I've told them I don't appreciate that. And yet, it still continues. Uh, so if you have activity where someone is disturbed, like feeling anxious or cranky or um, can't sleep, restless, and please look at your caffeine consumption. Please look at the stress in your life. Have you taken a walk in the last six years? You know, please look at all those things before you go blaming the earthbound spirits because this is really rare. Um, I know people like to dramatize it. That's why there's so many shows on TV and don't even get me started with those things. But this is so rare that it's likely you will have experiences with those who have crossed, who are your loved ones, or yeah, connected to the house and they're just popping in to see what you've done. But to have an experience with an earthbound spirit, eh, probably not in your lifetime. But since the question was asked about ghosts, I wanted to make it very clear that 
when people are talking about the rather safe, innocuous visits that are happening, they really are probably 99.99999% your loved one. So tell them to leave you the heck alone in the middle of the night. Um, Or on the opposite, you can say, you can make yourself more known. I'm okay with that. And just know, though, they're not hanging around those who have crossed, your loved ones and those who have completely gone into the light. They're not hanging around 24-7. They have things to do. They're on their own soul's journey. So sorry, but you're just not that important to one who's crossed because they still have their own process to do. Uh, I do believe that when um, we're more knowledgeable about it, that was hard to get out, knowledgeable about the whole process that we do become more aware of it. I just don't want people making up these big stories um, and bringing drama to it. Okay, having said that, in the past, I used to clear houses for people. And I never charged. I just did it because I wanted the energy to be balanced and to create a um, a freeing, if you will, for those who I felt were stuck. And um, so it wasn't even necessarily for the humans unless there were kids involved. If there were kids involved, it was to help them. I have bumped into some pretty cranky energies. I have only experienced these when I went looking for it, meaning that I agreed to clear somebody's house and they had the audacity and the nerve, and this is going to piss somebody off and I don't care, to use a Ouija board. You can open up to that lower level realm with that thing that they manufacture as a toy. And it makes me a little nutty and I get a little cranky about it. But I'm just asking people to not be fools. Is it um, a method of communication? Yes. And it could be said that anything we use for divination is uh, it's possible to open up said realms, which is why I suggest learning about them with a qualified um, (laughs) grounded teacher. Grounded teacher. That's important. But there is an energy and I'm assuming an intentional energy around the Ouija board with sacred geometry and everything that ends up just tapping into this space. And I think it's also because of the energy that people go into it with and using it to want to connect with what tends to be more dramatic. Well, those who are earthbound spirits love that. Why? Because they cannot exist without our energy. They will actually cross If they're not pulling from our energy, that's why I said, if somebody gets cranky, you need to look at that. And I'm saying like a personality switch, like they're fine one day and the next day, they're just not themselves. You need to look at that and see if there's an earthbound spirit hanging out, pulling from the energy. Thankfully, well, this could go either way, but thankfully that we we have more technology now their energy fields can pull from that and not necessarily from people. So, hey, there's a there's a boost for uh, technology. So in my experience, again, the only time that I have had a less than stellar interaction is because I went looking for it to help somebody in clearing a space. And when I did that, I went in knowingly 
that I was agreeing to this, even if I didn't know completely what to do. I knew I had my guides. I knew I had Archangel Michael and I knew I had uh, the energy of source and I could use that. So the word ghost has been simplified, I think, and made to cover all beings that are no longer physical. But hear the delineation. Okay, ghost is someone, some being rather, not someone, some being that can and likely is a more confused energy. It's not a supportive interaction, uh, usually. So again, it's unlikely that you will have an interaction with one unless you go looking for it, but they do exist. What I'd love for you to get from this is the feeling of, okay, so if things are happening, like, um, you know, something being moved in the house and like myself, you live by yourself and you wonder if you're housewalking or sleepwalking, um, or you feel that presence on your bed sitting down or you hear somebody call your name or something like that, you're okay. You're safe. (laughs) And I would even suggest pausing, taking a deep breath. And yeah, you'll probably be a little nervous, but you might be excited too. And ask who it is because you're less likely to interact with something that is not of a high frequency unless you go looking for it. So on the terms of the, those ghost tours and everything, I'm not going to say much here because I actually have a lot of opinion around this and I don't want to be spewing my opinion on anybody. But um, just know that if you're paying to go to one where it's in like a, an abandoned psych hospital or a home that is supposedly haunted and the people who are leading the tours have to turn off all the lights in order to get any interaction, just leave or have a really good time. Be respectful and see if you can feel energy. But in a place that has very little activity, such as an abandoned jail or psych hospital or an old TB ward or something like that, For the spirits, if they were truly there to remain there, there would have to be a full supply of energy every day for them to do it. More than likely, you might be experiencing what's called residual energy. And residual energy happens, you're creating it every day. Think about your patterns in the morning. You know, I know myself, I get up, I use the facilities, I feed the rabbit, then I go make my coffee, then I go get dressed, you know. And so there's literally a back and forth energy that you can feel here. Um, And that's why smudging and saging is also important. But most of the time, if there's activity in any of those places, it's residual energy. It's just energy running on a loop. If they went through there with someone clearing or some sage then um, and an intention to clear, they wouldn't get it anymore. I had years ago, I had a local theater company ask me to come in and do ghost tours. And I tried not to be high on my horse, but I said, no, that's not happening. Well, actually I walked in and said, I know you want me to do ghost tours, but I'm not going to do that because you would only get one out of me. I'd clear the place and then there's no more tours. So you better either talk it up or, and have it be a good 
moneymaker because um, <laughs> you're only getting one. And funny story, while we were sitting there talking about this, I actually said to them, can I go out on stage because there's somebody out there that needs to be cleared? And I actually went through the process and it was someone who was earthbound who was interfering in their ticket sales. And um, there was a clear definition between uh, before I was there, once I cleared, and then the, how the ticket sales went up for this one particular show. The, the, the <laughs> it was just a very judgy energy that didn't think that <laughs> this institution should be sh having such a quote-unquote racy show. And then once I cleared him, though, their ticket sales went up almost immediately, like in the afternoon. Okay, so... Um, Yes, there can be an effect, and I'm laughing because he was just a cute old guy who just didn't agree with it. Um, and there was nothing dangerous there, but he was interfering. That's an example of a true ghost. However, having said that, I then walked around the place, and I'm like, I'm just going to clear this now because people are working there, but mostly because I feel like the spirit should be on to their soul's journey. You're not on your soul's journey if you're doing the every day all over again, you know, so and stuck in that limbo. So most of the time, any energy that you may be feeling in your home, again, are those that are visiting you. But you might also want to pay attention to, is it the same thing all the time? Is it the same cupboard door? Is it the same squeak you hear in the floor and nobody's up walking around? That exists on some quantum level that no, I cannot explain from a scientific perspective, but I know it and I understand it to be widely experienced. You may want to go through with a smudge stick and just clear the place. Remember to open the windows and ask that that energy be released because it's just a loop. It's just an energy loop. There's not really anything to be frightened of. Don't pay attention to all those movies and everything. Um, there's stuff I did run into one home that I was clearing and there was energy collected there again through use of the Ouija board, um, that was nasty, but that was man-made. It was not a soul that was stuck. It was created again in this kind of residual energy thing. It didn't have an intelligence to it. Certainly didn't have a heart because that's how I cleared it by sending so much love and asking Archangel Michael to come in. And so that kind of stuff can exist. It's just more brought on by man-made fear, um, intention to manipulate, and bullshit, really. There's no need for that stuff. Um, it's usually somebody's anger that's not being expressed that gets trapped and then just keeps repeating itself over and over again without an intelligence to it. Even an earthbound spirit will have intelligence to it, and that's how you know it's once been human. Um, and you can experience the spirits of your pets too. So I know I was in a couple weeks ago, I was just waking up, and I heard, you know, the sound that um, the rabies tag and the dog tags make when they walk on their collar. And I heard that. And my first thought was, oh, Tank needs to go out. Well, Tank passed in 2017. So he's probably pretty good about taking himself out by this point. And he was my um, my pity. And uh, <laughs> but I just said, thanks, bud. Thanks for visiting. I miss you. And 
that can happen because, you know, spirit energies, if you have a cat that all of a sudden takes off and goes a little nutty, well, yeah, they're probably experiencing either a past animal that went through or they felt the energy of someone visiting. I used to say to my cat who recently passed, I used to say to her, do not look like that because she would look up over my head into the corner with just this stare and there wasn't a bug there or anything because it's important to also debunk some of this stuff. I do agree with that because sometimes you just have a draft. Um, and there would be nothing there. And I, I used to say to her, no, no, no. What's our rule? I must feel them first. And then you can do that. Um, because otherwise, even though I know how to experience these and I know how to work with these things, oh, I can still scare the bejesus out of me. So I hope this has helped to clarify a little bit what you may be communicating with. Um, yes, absolutely. There is activity. It's, it's, You'd be surprised at the activity that's in a grocery store when it comes to your loved ones and the energy that's collected there. Uh, but it's nothing to be afraid of. And if there's some activity going on, well, there are ways to deal with it through clearing, through I find if you take a calm, matter-of-fact approach of get the hell out, a lot of the times the energies will find somewhere else to go. Should you experience that? Um, the I do not do house clearings anymore um, for the simple fact that it just doesn't interest me. Um, I will tell you how to do it um, and wish you the best. I don't even have anyone I can refer to in the area anymore because he's moved. But it's not hard. So just do your part in not bringing fear to this. I know it can be disconcerting if you hear your name and, and no one's around, but if you stay calm, you can actually invite the communication by saying, yeah, who are you? What can I do for you? Um, it, what's the message? Just stay calm. You're going to be one of those, and you have been, one of those energies who croaked and then crossed and then visited. So I think the more accepting and open we can be, the more everyone can communicate with their own loved ones. Um, and to that point, stop catastrophizing the fact that they've crossed. You know, their process was complete. And you're going to grieve. You're going to go through your process. And please do that. Please let the emotions be there and the frustration and the anger and the sadness and, and all of that. But Really try to get yourself to a place of being in wonder that there is the possibility of communication after physical crossing. There is no death because energy just changes form. So I don't use the word died. If we can start to really appreciate this whole amazing process, it will bring some peace to your heart too. So Heather, I hope this answered your questions. Thank you for asking. If there are any other questions or more specifics that you'd like me to get into, please reach out in whatever method is best for you. Um, info at Vicki Baird, at Coach Vicki Baird on all the platforms. Um, and I will eventually get back to you. Sometimes it does take me a few days if I'm full into a um, consulting thing or I'm doing my long day coaching sessions. It does just take me a while. There's 14 ways to get a hold of me and checking all of those. <laughs> 
sometimes takes me a little bit and sometimes I don't want to. So I'll do it the next day. But I will get back to you at some point. Um, please know that they're being recorded and the resp- I, it's just up to me to respond. And sometimes there's not enough hours in the day for me right now. So I appreciate you asking. And if there's any more, uh, again, reach out. Thank you so much. And keep the topics coming and we'll see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com, or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms.